0: Your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Listen to the outro if you want to know how to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and welcome to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our very private details with each other in an effort to improve and inspire sex lives everywhere. And my guest, I'm very excited to introduce to you today, is John. Welcome, John.
1: Hello. Hello. Glad to be here.
0: Yay! We're so happy to have you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, please?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of this podcast. Yay! (laughs) I am a Generation Xer in my 40s. I live on the East Coast, not quite the South, not quite the North, so in the middle. If You can figure that out. I live in the woods in the country, but not too far from a pretty big metropolitan area. Caucasian, I would say. Mostly heterosexual, mm-hmm. probably as "quote unquote" typical now as I've ever been in my entire life, and I haven't been typical uh, very much in my time. So, <laughs> okay, being typical is kind of a new thing. So, great.
0: And do you have any kinks we should know about?
1: Not uh, well. Yes, obviously, I, uh, I have sort of voyeur exhibitionism, voyeurism, but more like uh, being caught. And the big one is kind of medical, okay? medical fetish, but not really, it's, we'll get into it in more detail, but it's really more the situation than it is the particular practice, like the sort of anticipation, the vulnerability, that kind of thing.
0: Okay, so let's dive in and start with your early memories. When do you first remember hearing about sex?
1: well it's it's strange because i don't re- recall a time where i didn't mm. know or at least were wasn't aware of it i was first of all i was like the youngest of all the grandkids in my family so all of my cousins that were around me were older than me mm. and i i was uh, and i would say pretty highly intelligent i was kind of a, i was my mom says i came out speaking full sentences when i was a baby and and so people have always interacted with me like I was older than I was. Mm-hmm. That has a lot to do with the fact that I, yeah, I was definitely aware of things at a very early age. But I grew up in a pretty conservative area, so it was one of those things that people talked about, but then they pretended not to talk about. It. Right. But I I'm, I'm always been super curious, and I'm a collector of information and experiences. So. That meant I wanted to know all the things.
0: Amazing. <laughs> did you ever talk to your parents or anything? Like, did they give you a talk or what was it like? Did you get sex ed in school?
1: We didn't really get sex ed in school it was beyond like in health class of you're changing bodies. But my mom, my mom gave me a book and she said, Here, if you have any questions, read this book. And it was actually a super informative book. But I had already, I mean, I was probably 12 when that happened. And okay. I, I didn't have a lot of questions at that point because I figured a lot on my own. So.
0: <laughs> on your own or like with the help of older cousins? or were you just
1: with, 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 yeah, Yes, with help and with, yeah, with, with lots of help and uh, lots of other uh, experiences. I didn't have a I, – I, I think I learned what to call – what the medical term for things were that I already knew. Got it. You know, the function of.
0: Okay, from there, will you just give us an overview of your sex life? And then we're going to go back in and fill in the details.
1: I mean, it starts super early. I mean, I was curious, so I was trying to find out answers to all these questions, and I had plenty of people to ask, mm-hmm. and then lots of people who wanted to explore it, like me. And so, from from a very early age, I had those experiences, and it's sort of a difference between like sex as a game to play and a fun thing, and then later on, uh, it's when the like the emotional aspect came in. Came in, you know, that was. I mean, it was a game for most of my life, just a game that was played that was really fun that I liked yeah. to play. And so that was, yeah, I don't know, five or six years old.
0: I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I think that's the type of context that is so useful for us to talk about that that actually gets skipped over a lot, like the what does sex mean to us or what's the goal? when would you say it switched for you from playing games or like the game of sex? I don't know. It sounds weird, but you know what I mean? (laughs) To, to that more emotional, uh, how would you describe it actually? How would you like need desire connection?
1: Right. Well, but all of those things, I think that it's, I mean, it's still, it's still something that we, that I, that I struggle, not struggle with, but it's still a factor in my life. Sort of separating Mm -hmm. sex as the recreational activity from, I mean, I'm married, I have a wife, we've been married, we've been together 23 years. Mm -hmm. And so there's, you know, it means it's means something else to them, just sort of a recreational activity. And so I have to It's something I have grown to be much more aware of now, where I think the time that the first really came up was in high school, like my first real high school girlfriend. And I even have some regret with that. And I was like, sometimes I feel like I should go back and apologize to her Mm -hmm. and say, you know, and of course. I've actually talked. I talked to her a month ago
2: yeah. and,
1: and, and there's no problems. And I'm sure she sees it a different way. But I think, wow, I was I wish I was a better person back then, mm. you know, as far as my relationship with her. Because, you know, we did we explored sexually and, you know, we had a relationship that lasts for years. But I think maybe I felt like I should have been a little bit more considerate. Maybe it's just me being old and mature, but <laughs> rather than being 18,
2: 19.
0: Yeah. Is that, would that apology be sexually specific or kind of overall?
1: No, definitely sexually specific.
0: Do you feel comfortable sharing specifics of like what you, what it would be for?
1: No, it's not even an apology. It's just like, I think with, with more mature eyes, I, you know, I would, I just want to say, Hey, I, you know, maybe I could have been a little bit more considerate and I'm Mm. sure knowing her and having, I mean, she would probably tell me, Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about, but Mm. I, you know, that, that maybe it was, that I treated it like a game when it was like, you know, maybe we should, I, I should have, but I don't know. I'm, I'm an introspective person,
0: so. Totally. And as I look back on my own younger experiences, it is shocking to me how I can kind of mark how my brain understood and thought about things very differently, you know, 10 years right. ago, <laughs> 20 years ago, right. well, 20 years ago, I guess I was still a kid, <laughs> But, right. okay, so can you tell us a little bit, actually, before we get into partnered experiences and the stories that right. I know you have, can right. you tell us a little bit about touching yourself? <laughs> when did it start? Well, what I, did you like? What do you like now?
1: That's a funny story. And that's actually the one I wanted to share. So I thought, whenever you ask this question for people, I always think, I would love to share this with oh, you. Oh, yay! So now I can. <laughs> but, so the start, I was probably eight years old. I don't know, seven or eight. I know where we were living, so we moved when I was 10, so it was definitely before that. And I'm playing in the bathtub, and I used to bring, like, cars and toys and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's good to play in the bathtub. One of my cars goes scooting out into the floor, and so I dove out to get it, to get my car, and, of course, my penis rubs off the the edge of the porcelain bathtub, and I went, wow, that? that wasn't, that was really interesting feeling. I should do that again. And so I did that again and then again and again and again and again. <laughs> and that was, that, uh, that was, oh, I, I mean, for years that was, became a regular practice. So That's... before, before I discovered any other type of, you know, masturbation, I, I definitely did that.
0: Did you come from doing that? Also was your penis. Okay. How do I ask this question for a podcast? Was it like pointing down, so it was like flush with your leg, or was like up against your? Yes. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It was down. Okay. That, I mean, that makes more right. logistic sense if you're like reaching out of the bathtub to get something. Oh wow! And so right. you, so you'd like go back and forth against it, yeah. or were you just? Yes.
1: Yeah, sort of like planking, you know, yeah, yeah, and then. Yeah it back and forth, and totally, you know, that was a, just an accident, fluky thing that I discovered, and then it was. And of course, the longer you do it, the more difficult it becomes. Oh. <laughs> and so, and, uh, and you know, it's funny when I think about the, it. I definitely had like, I don't know that you call it an orgasm because I was so young, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure even how possible that was. But it was, it was. There was definitely a, you know. There were points where it became really, really intense. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as, as, as it gets, as it gets hard, you can't really do it. <laughs> it okay.
0: That that was my next question. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Oh, cool. So here's a question. Have you ever yeah, done okay. it as an adult to try to like, as a like return to childhood?
1: Yeah, I did it to show my wife. That's I was cool. telling her that same story and she was like, what? No, that's yeah. Okay. I'll just have to show you and explain it.
0: That's great. (laughs) So, yeah,
1: it was much more different because my legs are a lot longer than they were then. So it's a little more
2: difficult. (laughs) That
0: makes sense. Also, I'm thinking about my bathtub now. Like, I have a bath and a shower with a sliding glass door. And so it has that ridge along the bottom. So that would not be that.
1: (laughs) Right. And, And the porcelain was definitely better than the whatever they make baths out of now. Right.
0: So. Right. That like, yeah. Amazing early experience. Where did you go from there? When did it switch to hands? And will you tell us a little bit just about like how your penis likes to be touched?
1: Yeah, it, it went to hands. Probably, well, the next part about it is with one of my, with one of my cousins. That's when I discovered pornography. <laughs> and so <laughs> then I discovered hands, not really by myself, but with, you know, with a couple of my cousins. Yeah, and so it was like honestly, I never masturbated alone until I was probably thirteen. Okay, thirteen
0: or fourteen. Wait, just to clarify, were you touching yourself alongside the cousins, or were you guys touching oh, each other? No.
1: Just yeah, we were do- we were doing all the things. Okay, <laughs> you know, okay. The Same age, same age, but you know, it was a, it, like I said, it was a game. You know, hey, you do this, and then I'll do it to you, and then you know, then we'll take turns. Mainly my male cousin and I.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that definitely went on for years.
0: Where did you find the porn? I assume it was a parent's porn.
1: Yeah, and it was like uh, a stash under us in a cellar, and it was like a massive, massive quantity. So, um,
0: <laughs> was it I mean, like yeah. magazines or video stuff? Yes. yes. Okay. It was magazines.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm an I'm an '80s person, so this was you know really right before well. Probably just as VHS is a thing, but
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it
1: was, uh, and it was every possible thing you can imagine. So I had, I mean, BDSM and you know stuff where all the writing is in German. I mean, it, it was it was ev- all the things was in that. There was huge boxes. There was wow. so many of them. Of course, I I took a few and then kept them and then swapped them out. And, I mean. There was more than we could ever have gotten to. but Anyway, it provided a lot of information. And I'm a reader, so I did actually read the stuff too. So I got lots of information (laughs) from early 80s hustler and imported British born.
0: How did your young brain think about that? Was it like, did you know that it was naughty? I'm assuming, or
1: or, yeah. Oh yeah, we were definitely sneaking around. Yeah, And it's one of those things where I... When you grow up in a conservative area, and yet you have access to this, it's a lot of, you know, well, it's it's two things at once, and so yeah, we knew that well, they were obviously hidden. That's how we found them. So yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> we weren't supposed to find. Kind of a funny story about that is uh, like my dad found some. My parents are very religious, spiritual. Even even today, I'm you know I'm, I'm a spiritual person mm-hmm. as well, but but uh, <laughs> and it, it was really. A great my dad's a great person and he, he actually the only thing he said to me was that he said, I want you to remember that the women in these magazines are someone's sister and someone's mother, maybe and he said that women are, are precious and they're not to be objectified. And that's that was the talk I got. So it was like it was it was a pretty positive thing. And yeah. so it put things in perspective.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about what some of your early partnered explorations were like?
1: Yeah, it was mostly like truth or dare. You know, you show me yours, I'll show you mine. And then, you know, playing doctor, that kind of stuff. And that was with a couple of my cousins. It went, it kept on, it went on further into basically what ended up being almost a full-on sexual relationship over years. You know, up until, gosh. In, you know, in my 20s, well, oh, wow. I mean, just off and on, not something that was, you know, because it was like a, like a hobby, honestly, or, a, a, you know, a recreational activity that we decided to do from time to time.
0: Do you feel comfortable sharing any of those details?
1: Well, it was out, it, we're at a, at a farm, my family a farm, right, where, where my uncle lived. And it was lots of kids, so we were always playing around. And so one of my cousins, a female cousin, two female cousins, one male cousin. The older female cousin was kind of like she was directing us, you know, truth to dare. Do this, I dare you to do this, and so, with you know, take off your pants and pretend you're taking a shower, and you, you know, she would have me wash my other cousin and him wash me, and that kind of thing. It was all it was very much a game, mm-hmm. and that kind of that was really the first time we're watching each other pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that mm-hmm. but she she was sort of directing us in that first time from then on it would just be like hey do you want to do you want to play a game and then it would go, kind of go from there
0: how would you guys get together was it like as you got older would you kind of talk ahead of time about what you were going to do or was it just like you're hanging out and things kind of like happen again
1: yeah mostly it was just like hanging out and that we were living near one another so we had you know, opportunities as we got older. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just hanging out and just things ended up happening, or, you know, eventually, like we would rent porn, but then we had got into videos, mm-hmm. <laughs> rent videos. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, we're going to hang out all night and watch videos. What happens, happens, that kind of
0: thing. So what would happen then?
1: You know, typically it was, it was always like a, it was treated like a game. We sort of masturbated to each other until mm-hmm. we would, one would think of something to do, sort of how it was. One of the games we used to play, Earlier in the, when we were younger, was there was a, one of the magazines we had was a, was a gay magazine, mm-hmm. and so we would like stick our, stick your finger in the book, open it up, and it's like, are we going to do that picture? Oh, fun! We sort of would just kind of do that, and so I mean that kind of became the basis of the game.
0: And at the time, did you have any feelings around it? You said you are spiritual. Were you in a kind of organized religion that is like anti-gay or?
1: You know, it's definitely, it's like, I would, I would say it's kind of strange because, you know, it was never really overtly anti, I mean, we certainly had the, I mean, the teachings are what they are, but, mm-hmm. you know, I had, a I would say from my parents were very gracious people. And so we were very accepting of, of, of people are people, that kind of thing. Everyone mm-hmm. has a story and, you know, mm-hmm. everyone has a story, everyone's living life, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was the overarching thing. I mean, it's not that I didn't hear <laughs> anti-gay things, but it was also like, I knew we had, pe- I had friends, I knew gay people. I knew a transgender um, man that went to our church. Mm-hmm. So that was, was there every week. Yeah, and I was, I was taught how to treat other people. And so that's, that's, that's the overarching thing.
0: Okay. So in this magazine that you would flip through and point to pictures did you guys end up going all the way did you go down on oh, each other did you yeah you did all the things
1: all the things all the things just try all the things and see how it goes and so with the with the ignorance of not knowing anything except for <laughs> what was, you know a well, still picture in black and white yeah but i think the others i've listened to the latest episodes of it the sixty-nine mm-hmm. thing is <laughs> that had a story too. So my experience with sixty-nines—I mean, I like it. I think it's fantastic. Definitely, though, I like being on the bottom with women, with my wife. I like that. Either way, she likes it too, so we do it pretty often. But I know that if I'm on top, then that leaves my butt open for her to explore. Yeah. And so, that's typically that's where that's going getting go but with guys always thought it was better like on your side for mm-hmm. some reason there's a funny story that, about that the kind of first real time that there was that i had it ejaculate it, where i got it in my mouth where it was we decided we were going to do the 69 thing and for you know this is what we're going to do we're going to come you know come in each other's mouths the first time and i let's just say i'm kind of a cannon shot ejaculator like it's I've hit the wall behind me a few times. I'm first the first time ever I did it got myself in the face. I've got anyway, it's it's pretty powerful. And so (laughs) that I think it was one of those like, you know, we tried his best to come at the same time, but when we both did, like I could feel him coming in my mouth. It was just I could tell he was struggling with the velocity. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like sorry. Sorry about that.
0: Sorry, my ejaculation <laughs> is so powerful. Question about that? Because if I were you, yeah. here's what I would do. And so I'm wondering if you've done this. Have you ever tried to see how far you can make it go?
2: Hey, um, and well
0: it?
1: I've I've definitely measured it after the fact because usually it's one of those things where I think if I tried to do it, it wouldn't work as well. But in the moment when it's done, you're that like, oh sense. wow, yeah, and. and so one of the ones with, when my wife and I were dating, she was in her apartment, I actually like, so I'm laying on the bed and it, it hit the wall behind the bed, like, <laughs> behind the bed. and so I don't know what, how far it's like, what, five feet, five and a half feet. <laughs> we still talk about that sometimes. That
0: is amazing. Yeah.
1: She says sometimes she goes. I have to aim it <laughs> because have
0: be careful. Do you notice if the strength of it changes depending on like how long it's been since you've come or how turned on you are? Does that have anything to do with
1: it? It's um definitely edging makes that more of a mm. likelihood. Definitely how you know how strong or you know how how strong the erection is. But definitely the, the, the more time it takes, and I'm definitely an all-day foreplay kind of person, so um, it's, the longer it takes, the better. And so I used to call it the ninja technique when I was a kid. It was like, you know, I control it that long as a kid, whatever. <laughs> as a teenager in, in college, was, I was a ninja.
0: I mean, that's amazing, and I wish more younger people would try to be ninjas like that.
1: It was better. It was better for me, too.
0: And so how did this overlap with, you said you had a girlfriend in high school, at least one?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it definitely overlaps, but those, I mean, we obviously kept all that on the, that wasn't, that wasn't something that was, that was something that we definitely kept on the down low. He had a girlfriend, too. Yeah, yeah. Those things were all going concurrently. Like I said, it was different. It was like, there's the game, and then there's the relationship kind of thing, so... That's definitely where where it was most yeah, stark, and the difference was just between okay, I'm having sex with a, a, another teenage guy, and I also have a girlfriend. And we're going to prom, etc. Yeah. etc. Et
0: Are there any specific stories from that time period that stand out in your mind, or do you want to kind of tell us where your life went from there?
1: So I had a complex for the longest time that I had an abnormally small penis like i know a lot of people a lot of men people with a penis you worry about it i mean a lot of people do it's like and then you don't really sometimes you don't have a frame of reference right so it's like okay what's and especially in i grew up in the era before the internet you couldn't look up things like that right right which i'm not ashamed to say i did you know and (laughs) like totally google (laughs) whatever but anyway but i was i did I i was i thought wow this is I must be minuscule and I was really worried about it because a lot of times when we would play our games and whatever typically an ending would be like almost like standing face to face sort of rubbing them together masturbating together
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that's a pretty good way to compare yourself to another person is by
2: <laughs> very
0: direct comparison
2: <laughs> right
1: and so it was, it, anyway it was just in my head from that, so I was like, oh, you know, and then, I mean, it, it never really came up until I got exposed to more erect penises that I realized, hey, wait a minute, I don't know, maybe I'm not this. This is different than what I thought. And now that I realized, no, what it was was he was just enormous, yeah, <laughs> and I was, you know, maybe uh, average, just a tick above average. Yeah, but he definitely was far above average. And so it was like the the one I had to compare to was like this, probably eight eight and a half. I mean, it was pretty. Yeah. So, and anyway so it was like in your mind and i just remember in my mind just being so worried about that and then it never really goes away even when i look it up on the internet and go oh no no, no. i get out the tape measure do um, guys do that mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. and you go oh no it's okay according to the internet it's everything's fine and according to the my partners everything's fine i'm like yeah no. and i'm going okay but oh yeah but at 15 16 i'm thinking oh my gosh i'm there's something wrong with me. Like my mom used to give us these Lysol baths. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, and it burned and it did something to me and made my penis small. And uh, <laughs> I <sighs> <thing> like that, <laughs> there's gotta be something I can do and whatever. And then, you know, later on you go, oh no, it's, I think you're okay.
0: <laughs> I've definitely gotten poked by some partners before and that's not my favorite. Like, I feel like there's a sweet spot. Can you say what it would feel like or what it would mean if you were in a hypothetical situation, very small? Like, as a man, what would that mean to you?
1: Like, oh, that it was very small?
0: Yeah, like if you, if, say, say you Googled it and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm extremely small. You know, like, like in a hypothetical situation, what would it mean to you or how would it make you feel to have a small penis?
1: Well, see, I'm one of those, like, I'm a, I'm a strategize or problem solver. I'm like, okay, there has to be a way to fix this. There has to be a, you know, some way or method or, you know, whatever. But, and I think it would depend, like I've, I've been in situations where I've, I mean, I've seen, you know, very small, like micro penis kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so in that situation, I've wondered, cause having, you know, seen that I would go, wow. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I would do. It would be kind of, I don't know how that would affect me. I mean, it's ultimately you just, you have to be really good at the other things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, just find ways to not, not so it's compensate for that, but just compensate or just find a person that that works for. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's someone for everyone and that would be the, definitely. But I mean, I'd like, I'd like to think that's how I would handle that situation. Mm-hmm. But
0: Do you think having a small penis would have made you more likely to not seek out new partnership or do you think it would matter?
1: You know, and I think I was such a, like an, i'm such an experienced junkie anyway that i sort of even when i had that apprehension in my head it didn't stop me mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever
0: have you ever stopped to talk about size with your partners because I, this is a thing that always you know like one of the compliments that was like oh it's so big but to me that's such an arbitrary compliment because like i really don't think size is everything I also when I'm with someone who's on the smaller side, don't know how to acknowledge it or don't know if they want to acknowledge it. I haven't been with anyone who's very small. And yeah, I'm just I guess I'm just curious about what you think as a man, as a man with not a small penis, but if we just live in this hypothetical space.
1: Well, and, and it's funny, because I mean, I've had this conversation with my wife, and she's like, she's like, No, no, no. this is you're perfect. Like your shape is perfect. Everything's perfect. And mm-hmm. it's like, and I don't think she means it's like this reassuring thing either. It's no. like, no, 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 really. If it was any bit bigger, it would be a problem because we have toys. And she's like, no, 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 not too much, too much. And so um, I think, but, and having been, you know, I mean, having been with guys, you know, of various, it's like, yeah, there is a, I mean, too big is a thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's more of just, a person rather than an appendage right you know
0: yeah
1: and those things are just all part of the package
0: (laughs) my freshman college roommate (laughs) used to say it's not the size of the tool it's how you use it
1: (laughs) well true true and then of course and and back to that you know my early explorations that affected sort of the butt stuff as Mm -hmm. you say you know that Mm -hmm. was not an easy thing yeah yeah, and, my
0: my first experience was also a very large person. What was yours like? Did you guys use yeah. lube? Like, do you remember?
1: Yeah, yes, I did. We did. I had there, and we there was actually one of the porno magazines had an article about what best lube, the best lubes were. Oh, thank And, it God. Like, and then it, it was like things you can get in the grocery store. So it was like Vaseline, Crisco, <laughs> <laughs> mineral oil, then and, and then it was you know, KY. Yeah. You know stuff like that, but anyway. But anyway, so yeah, we were familiar, and so it was like, I was. Rem- it was we. Had, it was sort of like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, having no idea. I mean, fingers and things like that. But oh my gosh, it was like, <laughs> it was so painful. Yeah. It was so painful, and it didn't last very long. So it's just like, no, 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 you can't do this. We have to, you know, try again. Yeah. And so, yeah, over the years, and it it was definitely one of those. It had to be. It had to be a slow thing. It was funny. Now, as in retrospect, I realize I was the guy on all fours a lot more often than chance would seem to dictate. Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. How, do you have any feelings around that?
1: No. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's what I prefer yeah. anyway. Yeah. 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 That that was, I realize now that later on, as I look back, it was, I mean, it was a challenge and I was going, wow, that was Sort of like starting off, you know, like learning to ride a bike. You start off on a motorcycle or something. Totally, <laughs> right totally. Into the, the, the right into the deep end of the pool.
0: Did you get to a place where eventually you relaxed and like enjoyed the deep sensation, or was it always kind of a challenge? Or do you remember?
1: Yeah, it was. It was always kind of a challenge, but it was, you know, you, you def, definitely had to eventually understand how to relax yeah, and just sort of, you know, understand that you, you know, working up to it. And obviously all of what we did was trial and error. Mm-hmm. And so, and then also just, I didn't really get a lot out of topping him, you know, that, I mean, I did that, but it didn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, I, it was, yeah, it was all trial and error. So I think in the end kind of had it figured out, <laughs> made it work. And eventually I think it just stopped. It just life intervened, We moved away things, you know, just in it. So it just was just over.
0: Mm-hmm. And have you uh, guys ever talked about it since, or was it just like one of those unspoken things that was part of childhood?
1: Totally unspoken. Wow. Even like, even, even like, I mean, my wife knows about this and I've told her it's not a big secret, to, but it's, uh, yeah, we don't, it's, we don't bring it up <laughs> <laughs> anymore. And we, we kind of had a, Sort of a parting in, in a, personally, some things happen, circumstances okay. outside of that where we're not super close. But. Got
0: it. Did those experiences affect your identity as a straight person or like, did you ever date men again? Or were you just like, oh, that was a chapter?
1: No, that's that it. Definitely affected me, and 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 I was I was much more fluid back then. I, I mean, I was I said I was more like a trisexual, You know, I'll try everything,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so so I did, and and I went on, and then I did, um, you know, we had the the, the theaters, and the, before I mean, there were personal ads, things like that. You know, I did, we'll try whatever, and so I had other experiences.
0: When you say the theaters what do you mean?
1: Yeah, like porn theaters that where people go and, and meet one another the
0: Oh, so, I don't know about this. Okay, when I, when you say theaters I just think about our previous guest Steve who would like go into movie theaters in New York and like sit down next to people but they weren't I don't think they were porn theaters. So this is like porn theaters.
1: And then there was one that was just like booths, you know the booths that people go into sort of
0: You've and been in booth. booths? I've never Oh yeah. Will
1: you tell us about it? Uh, So I was in college, so I was young, I was probably 20. And I worked at my job um, with a very, very flamboyantly uh, gay man who was hilarious. And he sort of held court with a lot of the young guys, you know, and sort of, and they were, he was sort of, (laughs) they used to laugh because he was so just, I mean, it was like a performance. But anyway, Mm -hmm. he said, well, if you want to find out, go to this place, and yet there you'll find out. is what he said. He was laughing, and so I was actually out, just I was doing something else. I passed the place. I was like, I'm going to go in that place that he said to go into.
2: Yeah.
1: And so it was, it was like an adult bookstore with booths in the back. And so I go in, completely ignorant. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like really, really. So I go in the back. The guy's giving change. You get a change. You go in. There's these these little little booths. And inside, you put the money in, there's a TV playing,
2: uh-huh. and
1: there's a door. So I go in, I'm doing that. Next thing you know, the door pushes open. A guy walks in, drops to his knees, starts undoing my pants, and he gives me a blowjob. And I'm just like, oh, all right, well, that just happened.
0: <laughs> I did not know that was a thing.
1: Oh, it's was definitely a thing. And so... It was very like, okay. Yeah. This was, I, I remember walking about the car going like, like, because I was like, uh, okay, I can't believe it. And then I, I went back a few times, and you, it's, um, I mean, there's a culture, there's, there's rules, and there's mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. that I didn't know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I found, I figured out.
0: How did you and, figure so. them out? Did somebody tell you?
1: Well, yeah. Like if you don't want someone to come in the booth and you're supposed to lock the door,
0: oh.
1: which. So when I went in the first, night, I didn't even know there was a door. Yeah. To, I mean, there was a lock on the door until the guy comes in and locks the door. <laughs> but Got it. It was a super exciting thing. No, I didn't. I guess it, it was I didn't really know how to feel when I left. But it was like when you think of it as a sort of as a recreational thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have discovered this new thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's available. And so, you know, every now and again, of course, I still had girlfriends then. I was dating women. It was just like, okay, well, got some time. I think I'll slide over here and that's... see what's up.
0: And was it like the same people you would see there or was it different? Like, did you develop relationships?
1: A couple of people that were there. I didn't go often enough yeah. to, to make relationships. Yeah. You know, it was maybe one, once every couple of months or something like
0: that. It wasn't. Oh, wow. A, so parallel with that, what was happening in your dating sex life with the women?
1: Well, then I was, I was trying to collect all the women. I was playing music in a band and okay. gave, gave you that opportunity. Totally. And so, <laughs> so, yeah, that was, it was, that was just, you know, yeah. Like, more like recreation. Then I had girlfriends, short-term girlfriends, things didn't work out, this, that, and the other, you mm-hmm. know, but, um during that whole time, but it was, uh, yeah, I was trying all the sexual things with anybody that was willing. So <laughs> there were quite a few people willing. It was awesome. That's great. <laughs> uh, one standout story was that I had one of the girlfriends that, that I actually dated pretty t- is who regularly had never had an orgasm ever in her life. And I was like, well, that's, we, I have now found the quest and we are going to make that happen. And so I actually went, Bought her her a vibrator.
2: Uh-huh. Oh it,
1: wow. And I said, we're gonna do this and this is gonna be great. And yeah. so we did. And, and it was successful. And I was like, it's one of those things that I did. It was like I was giving her this gift, you know. <laughs> and and that's I, I still feel that way. Like it's I, I tell you my wife, it's it's funny because I she says, we, twelve times we've been together. I know she's had more orgasms than me. And I don't know how many other women could say could say that that are married, <laughs> but she definitely has because she gets to have two or three sometimes, and I get one. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fair for all the other things women have to put up with. I think I think right. if you can get to that point, I support it.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
0: How do you count? I like to say sexual debut instead of virginity loss. So, just talking about like the first yeah. partnered sex you had, was it with a man or a woman?
1: Well, I, yeah, the first partnered sex I had was with a man for okay. sure. And I, I did have uh, a fumbling sexual debut with women with a uh, girl I worked with. But I think about it, that was a pretty terrible debut. So, I'll go with the other.
0: <laughs> no, but you can still. But I think it's great. Here, my personal thing is like, oh, can I have more debuts? Sure, that's a debut. That's a debut. That's a debut. You know, bumbling or not. Will you? Will you tell us about the fumbly bumbly one with the work girl?
1: Back of the car. She was. It was like all completely her idea, and it was one of those things where I just, yeah, back of the car, totally not good.
0: Not, you know, it was, was her idea. She sure. Okay. Were you, oh, yeah. were you guys and, dating at all or was it just like, how did it, how did it happen?
1: No, no, we weren't dating at all. She just was, she, she wanted to go park, you know, behind the store after work. And so we did. And it was a Volkswagen rabbit. So <laughs> it was not the most, the most comfortable thing for either of us, I'm sure. And my, the overarching feeling when I went home was like, I cannot believe that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so basically a short-term thing.
0: And then what about going down on women? Was that something that was in those porno magazines that was shown or did you, was it in your awareness at all? Because I've talked to some people that are a little bit older than I am and they didn't know about it for a while.
1: (laughs) I knew about all the things. I tried all the things. And so that's always been one of my favorite things to do. Oh, absolutely. Not without a doubt. So Yes, I've always been aware. I've always, like, researched to mm-hmm. see how to do it well and how to do better and ask questions. And, that's
2: you know,
0: amazing.
1: Pay attention.
0: Can you tell us some of the ways over your years that you have researched going down on people?
1: The main thing is to pay attention because when you hear the little, <gasps> you know, that's, okay, okay, that means to do that. Or ask, just say, does this feel good? Does that feel good? Would you like this? And explain to me. Because if you tell me to do the things I'll do... Things, but yeah, I would watch porn and see. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I would love is watch how women do it in the porn because mm-hmm. I figure, okay, they probably know what they're doing, and because they know what feels good. And of course, I having that same experience. Like, obviously, I know how getting a blowjob feels, so I know how to give a blowjob, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, study, I'm a very much an intellectual person, so I you know I take it as a you know this is a pursuit to know. everything to know so that's that's how I approach that
0: love can you recall (laughs) if there are any specific differences between your female partners when it comes to going down on them
1: oh yeah oh yeah and it's like whether some some want a finger inside some don't some like direct pressure some do not like direct pressure and so like on their on their clit you know Mm -hmm. some people like I had one girlfriend who liked all the pressure right directly on that. And then others were like, no, 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 Too sensitive, too sensitive. And so you just have to be you know, lighter. And like I said, pay, you have to pay attention because they're certainly not all the same.
2: Yeah. And then,
1: I mean, just, they don't all look the same. They don't, You know, it's everyone's unique. So have, you have to, it's, it's each one is new. Like yeah. it's not, you you i have, you have a toolbox of knowledge, but each one is de- each one is de-
0: totally and have you mm-hmm. also given rim jobs
1: yes, yeah, and that's one of those that's like you almost have to ask first, like okay, yeah. is this cool this yeah. cool <laughs> you know, especially you know and we need, like showers are obviously the best place for that, but
0: yeah,
1: or, or pools or you know in the river or whatever yeah just those types of places.
0: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> because then people can feel kind of comfortable and prepared. Do you have any specific preferences on any things like that or like things you like about it or, or receiving or anything like that?
1: What's well, more like, a, like being able to uh, like, if you like it, I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> that's one of those things. Like if it's one of those, I'm, I'm pretty much, a, you know, pretty open. I don't have a lot of hard nose on, you know, on things like that. And so, I'll bring it up, and if you like it, let's do it. If you don't, okay, let's do something else. Like that sort of thing. But I like it. <laughs> I <don't> like
0: it. <laughs> um And so, would you have conversations with your partners ahead of time about what they wanted, or would you start exploring? It sounds like you are very communicative during a sexual session.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of it. It's like, okay, let's to kind of walk our way through this. And, it together because I, I just, it's one that I want everybody to be having a good time, right? Yeah. And so that's the best way.
0: What would you say your driving motivator is, sexually speaking? It sounds like you like to please, but is there more?
1: I'm like, I'm, I'm a collector of experiences. So I like to do new things, different things, new places, different places, that kind of thing. Uh, now, this period of my life, it, I'm not, it's not, other partners, but certainly all the things with my uh, with my wife now, and so I'm thinking about all the crazy stuff I did years ago.
0: Are there any other crazy experiences that we should touch on before talking about married life?
1: I really wanted to share that story about the, the molestation. I wanted because that shapes the kinks that are in my life. Because this is in the middle of I'm having a sexual relationship with my with my cousin. Mm-hmm. And and so I had to get a physical. It was with it from a doctor, and so I had to get a physical exam. And so, I'd be just a regular family doctor in, in the country. And the, the the it was even now. I mean, I can talk about it because I've been in therapy, and so I've gone through the whole, whole trauma of the of it. But it was it was a very first of all, I was I had this weird idea that a doctor could, could be able to tell, like he's like he's gonna know that I've had sex, that someone's, you know, that there's been a penis in my, oh, in yeah. my, there's some way that you can tell or that, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, that, and of course being 14 and you're already self-conscious anyway about your body and now I'll have to go and do this because I was playing sports and so you have to go get a physical exam.
2: Yeah.
1: I hear the horror stories from my friends and things like that. So anyway, so I was already nervous to go there. And then. was one of those situations where you build it up to be this this monumental huge traumatic thing already like it's going to be and then it was beyond that and so it was one of those things where this doctor was just very like in retrospect he was very careful for it not to be overt so that I you know would know what was happening but sort of that when the whole Larry Nassar thing came out I was going yeah I when I knew exactly what those Girls had experience because that experience is the same thing, and so it was. It was you know, you confused, and I mean, if uh, I'm not going to be too graphic, but I will just the the first sort of thing to give you an idea. I mean, it's like any other exam. You go in, you sit, with the dog, they do all the things that they normally would do, and then he says, "Lay down," and you know, just lay back, put your hands behind you, everything will be fine. And he's, and then he just pulls my pants down. He, he does doesn't say anything, just pulls my pants down to my ankles and then starts like examining me and my my penis and my everything and he's talking to me the whole time about sexual development. he's pointing. so it was it was just no gloves um and just okay. right and so and then he does me hop down and walk over and he does you know I'm standing in front of him and everything. but and so it was. And years later, so, so that happened, and I sort of packed it away in my mind. It happened twice because I had to go, do it annually. Oh Jesus! My, I, when it was over, my mom was there, and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely not okay, but yeah, it'll be fine, whatever." And my mom knew something had happened, but she was like, "Okay, all right, everything will be fine." But it was the whole night. I was just like blown away. But anyway, it happened twice because I had to go back the following year and. After that, my mom was like, she was like, she came in, she was like, yeah, we're not ever coming back here. Like she didn't, she, she didn't even ask me. She said she she just knew something oh. had happened. And so she was like, yeah, we're we're never going back here. But anyway, um, and I, when I think about them, it's such a confusing thing because I wasn't hurt, or I wasn't, you know, nothing happened that I wasn't hurt. Nothing happened that was, you know, overt. But it was, it was very you know, clandestine, but it was obviously, that's what was happening.
0: It's a violation.
1: <laughs> yeah. At the time, it all popped up, like, a few years ago, I had some actual legit health concerns, and I had to go. So that's when it, I sort of parked that all in my brain, and then it mm-hmm. came back up. And then that's when it's was like, wait a second. And I went through this whole, like, Re-understanding that whole circumstance and what happened, and so it, uh, I mean, kind of explains a lot of things over the years, like how I, you know, how I feel about. Like I definitely have a medical fetish now, but it's <laughs> I know that it comes from that, and it's not like a practice or I'm into the medical tools. It's more the environment, the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's so. So I had this horrible thing that happens that that, that certainly affected me, but it also like created this other thing that's actually exciting. I don't know. It's great.
0: Will you tell us a little bit about some of the excitement that you've been able to experience in this fetish? And does it feel like a reclamation, or does it feel like connected, or does it feel separate?
1: It didn't feel like a reclamation at first. It felt like it was. It was like. like trauma, PTSD kind of thing, but as I went through counseling and had other circumstances, and then, of course, I had a a doctor who's really good now, a physician, and she's really fantastic, and then it starts to be a reclamation. It's like, okay, okay, this doesn't have to be this horrible thing, and so, yeah, now it's like, and of course, I shared this all with my wife, and she knows my deal and all that, so. And she's actually gone with me to some of the appointments and things like that, and that's sort of a, you know, can be kind of a foreplay sort of thing.
0: <laughs> tell me more. Go on.
1: Well, the, the thing that brought that up was was I, I uh, I'd had oh gosh do I need to get medical on this or or I mean I can tell I had a spermatocele on one of my testicles. Okay, what is which that? Is at, at the epididymis, which is you know the top of a testicle, right? That sperm can get trapped there and cause oh. like a cyst, mm-hmm. okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Did, it. did it hurt? It
1: happens, and it hurt like the most horrible thing. It like, horrible. It was so agonizing and so...
0: Is it on okay. like the outside of one of your testicles or like, is it like a bump?
1: Yes, okay. So think of your testicle oh. like a grape. Yeah. Okay. On the top of it, as it connects up, up into my body, there's the epididymis, which is sort of the tubes where the sperm goes through right mm-hmm. it's there and it gets trapped. oh fuck! and so it ends up so it was like the size of i don't know maybe a small marble mm. and it's squishy like a water because <sighs> that's kind of essentially what it is oh god it was like agonizing and so i was just in pain and i just i was one those. i just really didn't go to doctors and you know i didn't it Was sort of an unspoken i just didn't do it
2: yeah and then,
1: so this time i had to yeah and so so I have to go to a doctor. There's a problem you know, on my genitals, so I'm going to have that whole experience again. And so I go in, I get examined. That's I'm just a mind-blowing experience because I hadn't been in so long and had to be in that vulnerable situation again. And the doctor says, "Okay, you need an ultrasound. We're going to send you across the to get an ultrasound." Which I'm, if you ultrasound, how that works, <laughs> but it's basically. I lay back on a table and they have this jelly and rub this machine all over your, my testicles while they're doing it. Yeah. And then oh, and then you do follow up with the urologist and so and all of that and so all as all of that was happening, all this other stuff starts coming back up from my teenage years and I'm yeah. dealing through it. But as I started to talk through it, it was like I mean, thank thankfully it ended up being benign and nothing. I mean it, it's still there, and if like, and the, if it causes me pain, the diagnosis it gets bad enough, you have to have surgery. But it hasn't been that bad yet. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. But anyway, but the whole, as I talked through it with my wife, and she knew about what had happened before, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like, I don't know. I kind of turned on. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but we just went with it, and so she, so she asked me if she, she, do you want me to go with you? I was like. I mean, yeah, you can sure come on, so she, she has done it every time, but she's gone, she's gone a couple of the follow-up visits, and it's kind of a strange experience because it's like this doctor's offices are this sort of thing that we all agree isn't sexual, but when you're naked and they're you know examining your your. Genitals kind of is sexual, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we all pretend it's not. It's
0: touching a part of your body that we use during sex. Yeah,
1: right. We all agree that this isn't sexual, and that I'm supposed to. Well, that's really the turn on, I guess, for me. It's like the the I'm expected to do what what I'm told. You're expected to get undressed when they tell you to get undressed. You're expected to let them touch you in places where they to touch you, and and you you're just supposed to let that, your your job is to let all that happen. And so, yeah, that, that, that vulnerability is a term. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, I mean, maybe it's a, it, it's certainly a submissive sort of, okay, I'm expected to do what you asked me to do, so I'm going to do that. And I'm cool.
0: That's great. Can you tell us how yeah. it has translated into your relationship with your wife?
1: Well, and I, we it had to develop because she, you know, it's like, and and you and if I tell a, a person this that happens, like oh my gosh, that's so horrible! I can't believe this, this thing happened to you. And, you know, you, if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay. It's like no, no, no. I kind of t- talking about it sort of takes the, you know, takes the, the, the mystery out of it and all that. And then now you turn it around and like no, 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 this thing has created this other thing that I actually like. It it takes some explaining, and so I think she she understands now. But it's you know, if I try to explain that to a whole new person like I'm doing with you right now. Yeah. I know it feels weird maybe, you know.
0: I just want to hear the details of the parts that you like now. I think, you know, I think human brains process things in all sorts of ways. And I'm always team, yes, even if you've had a horrible experience where your boundaries are violated, if you can find some healing and joy, even if the origin is like a quote-unquote bad thing, Mm-hmm. I'm all about celebrating that and like being excited over the dirty details.
1: <laughs> well, okay. I'll go with that thing. Cause that's it. So, so just on um, the last time I, did, I went, I had to go for follow up, and it's just a normal, regular thing, but you know, they have to do all of the examinations. Plus, you know, I'm getting toward that age where they, uh, you know, they want to want to know your prostate's okay. And so yep. they have to do all that, that stuff too. And so, um, so my wife went with me and She's in the she you know she's in the exam she gets to watch the whole exam and all that. And you know, she and I both understand that she knows what that's gonna do to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and it's when she plays along, it's like it's 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 even better.
2: Yeah. It's
1: like okay. and so it's hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
1: realized.
0: Have you gotten hard at the doctor's office? Because I feel like. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, definitely during the ultrasound. I don't know what else I could have done, you know, because that was like a half an hour of someone rubbing your genitals.
2: Yeah. A, you
1: know, <laughs> like, okay, look, I'm sorry.
0: But let see that. But I think that's such a good point or illustration of boundaries because. Yes, you're having this physical response and, you know, you're getting turned on, but the agreement is like, this is a medical procedure, so I'm not going to act upon that. But then you can take it into your fantasy life and have all the fun you want with it.
1: It's, it's funny on that, on the, the ultrasound, I've had, I've had that done like twice mm-hmm. over the years. And one of the times it was fun, it, the, the, the tech that was doing the ultrasound, like she a towel and she said, she gave it to me and she goes, uh, could you use this and kind of keep it out of the way?
2: <laughs> I was like, sure. <laughs> Sorry about
1: that. It's funny. She was like, oh, no, it happens all the time. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> Amazing.
0: Can you tell us what it's like to be married for 23 years from a sexual point of view? like? Tell us about your sex life.
1: Thankfully, I mean we, we gel well together, and it's like any other. Really, I mean it's not perfect. We've had our ups and downs. We had a, you know, I I, uh, I made some I made some uh, questionable choices uh, that we worked through.
0: What do you, can you tell us? What you mean? Are you comfortable with that? Uh, uh
1: j- just um, a period of infidelity. Um, really, super unnecessary. That happened. So, yeah. Um,
0: but this is a judgment free zone. And I like, if you care to share, I'm down to hear about it because I think that helps other people who are dealing with the same stuff. But also, we can just skip it and you can talk about sex with your wife if you want. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll skip it because it's like one of those, like, I have done a, just an extraordinary wide variety of things. And that's like one of the things that I would take back. And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't take back really almost any of them, but that, that I definitely would. Yeah. But, um, but no, with, with my wife, it's like I told her when we were dating, This is, I said, um, I read once that there's a, a a 1 in 19 chance that you meet your perfect sexual partner. And I said, I think I found you. <laughs> 19. So 19 is my lucky number. I mean, she's very, I mean, she grew up in the super, con- even more sort of conservative Midwest out in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. And so she wanted to try everything and I was like okay let's try everything and so it's we've we've gone you know you have kids and things like that that happen and so those things get in the way but no we've she's usually pretty pretty game for giving things a shot so
0: amazing yeah. can you give us an overview of some of the things that you have tried
1: um yeah, well I mean know some of this is um I thought about it getting her to come on here with me but she wasn't, she wasn't feeling it. So
0: I like <laughs> just, one-on-one so. interviews the best personally. I think people, even when they're comfortable with their spouses, I think you get more like really specific details with a single person. So, um, I, I took,
1: I took, the, I took the questions that, that you have on your site yeah. and I asked, I asked them to her just in preparation. Yeah. <laughs> so just she and I together, but, um, no, we, it's, yeah, I guess it's probably as, as vanilla as I've ever been in my whole life as far as. Well, I don't know. That that's that's relative I guess because You mean you know, currently? We have a tool- yeah, because I cuz I'm hearing
0: I'm hearing both things. I'm hearing we've tried everything and I'm the most vanilla. So I want to hear all of it because we're we're covering your entire sex life.
1: No, um I would say I, I am I am vanilla in relation to the rest of my life right now, but okay. I mean we have a toolbox full of toys. We have um you know, we have handcuffs and straps and all the, we have all the things and yeah, so, so it's, we we're pretty often and, you know, we ate this morning. We had, yeah um, and sometimes it's just like today. I I mean, this morning I just woke up, we cuddled, yeah. I masturbated her to, until she had an orgasm and, and then we got it, took a shower and, and started the day.
0: That sounds like a great start <laughs> to a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, I, mean, I enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. <laughs> So it's, and I think now we're as we're closer emotionally now than probably we've ever been. And so that makes the sex that much better.
0: So when you think about the tools and toys that you have in your treasure chest, your sexual treasure chest, do you have any favorites or can you tell us kind of, you have handcuffs, who got handcuffed? What did you do? Did you, do you do role plays? Probably the,
1: yeah, the hand, um, that that's that was sort of her thing, you know. Which She one? wanted to the rest, the handcuffs, the, rest, the restraint, that, that. And I'm, you know, that's okay. It's kind of weird because I'm sort of submissive too, so I really have to, like, take my hat off and get into a role just yeah. for her, you know. And I guess what I'm uh, The strap-on is definitely the, you know, that's the, that's like the the special occasion bottle of champagne thing that doesn't happen very often, but mm. you know. Obviously, so I mean that was one of those things. Like, hey, I've, I've told you all these stories, and she's like, well, oh, I mean, do would you like me to? It's like, well, yeah, I would 100% like you to do that.
2: that yeah. would be fantastic.
0: And do you guys and do so, other butt stuff very often, like rim jobs or not, fingering each other or anything like that?
1: And fingers, not really. I mean, there's other like some other uh, physical issues that that get in the way of all that. But oh no, yeah, it's it's like. But yeah, sure. It's part of what, it's part of what we do for sure. Nice. For me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's, a more, it's a lot more my thing than it is her thing, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Mm-hmm. So. What fantasies, if any, do you have that you haven't yet explored?
1: Yeah, there's not really, I mean, there's probably some fantasies I have that we probably will not explore. Just like <laughs> like, what? Uh, like other people, adding other people to okay. our relationship. That's something that's, a, that keep, that's in the, this is fun to think about, but the realities of that are probably a little too complicated, so let's not get into it.
0: Sometimes but, the fantasy uh, is honestly so much better than the reality.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> right, right. For sure. Like, like a fantasy of, you know, a, a guy fucking me while I'm going down on her, you know, mm-hmm,
0: something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. That, it's hot
1: just things like that. And so, so those are, those are definitely kept in the, in the fantasy realm, but other stuff is like going to different places like the park or out in the woods or, you know, possibly being caught in public. Those are things that are fantasies that are more like, Hey, let's go get crazy. Yeah. Like we went, like we went out once and uh, there's an, there's a small airport near us. And so, It was late at night, and we went in the car, and we had sex on the hood of the car, like, right out by the – there's no one there. It's in the dark, and in the summertime, like, it's June, it's beautiful, it's a clear night, the stars are out, it's dark. great. Let's just go. Let's go for it.
0: Have you done it any (laughs) other cool or crazy places? Also, like, during your musician days?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's more of, like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> the, the, those are just sort of wherever you are, back of the car, back of the trailer, you know, things like. You know. totally. So <laughs> Not, nothing, nothing exciting as far as that goes. It was more of a, you know, a blur really. But the but for she, I mean, let's see, lots of places outside. We we had we came home from a date um, we got to a concert on the way back. We get, and we have kids. Our kids are teenagers, so we get back and it's like 1 a.m. and so. We just pulled out the blanket from the concert and just had some mad passionate sex in the yard right before we went in the house.
0: (laughs) That's uh, amazing.
1: It was was amazing. (laughs) It was like fireworks.
0: I love that. When you had kids, how did that affect your sex life?
1: Well, I put a a stop to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is what I hear from a lot of people. How long did that last for you?
1: It wasn't. Even that, it, sex becomes an afterthought. It was mm. tough for me because I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm a sexual person, so yeah. I certainly did a lot, a lot more masturbating then. Yeah, you just had to negotiate through it. As far as, I mean, it's it's important part of your relationship, so you can't just decide not to. We both understand that. So, I mean, we had sex when she was pregnant. It wasn't. Like we, we, you you adjust, but it's like, the kids. Are, always around yeah and, you know now you have to be quiet or you know or sneak out to the yard in the middle of the night or <laughs> <laughs> things like that send them to grandma's house <laughs> totally
0: totally when you guys masturbate do you know about it or do you keep it secret from each other
1: like we well, do it alone but yeah she'll tell me that she'll tell me that sometimes she's probably the most e- easily orgasmic person i know uh,
0: lucky and- she
1: was like, I gave myself an orgasm, you know, on the way home today. I was like, what? In what? your car?
0: Okay, I have <laughs> like, I have done that, but it's only been on long road trips when I got very, very horny in the middle of them. So
1: She tells me and you know, I'm like, Oh wow, not that. It's like I didn't do that on my way home. But yeah, we tell I mean it it happens and we it's not that like we don't keep it a secret, but yeah. you know, we, yeah. we don't share it all the all the time. We just understand that it's we both do that sometimes.
0: Totally. <laughs> Do you have any sexual goals for yourself going forward?
1: Uh, to keep having it, a lot of it, you know, <laughs> e- e- even even if I end up requiring some pharmaceutical help, that's fine too. Totally, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's when, it, you know keep doing it. And who knows what'll happen. I mean, as you know, the, as the nest gets empty. I know some people like, get sad about that. Um, we're definitely looking forward to it. That gives you a lot totally. more opportunities.
0: Well, and on that note, I would be remiss if I did not ask, how has, are you in a shelter in place situation? You are for 30 days, you said?
1: Um, kind of, yeah, they have most of the businesses shut down.
0: So how has that affected your sex life? Because the kids are around now, or is it any different yeah. for you?
1: Well, it's now they're teenagers, so I can they they know what's happening. So we just say, okay, when the door's locked, turn your <laughs> turn your music, <laughs> music off, put your headphones on. That's amazing. <laughs> and she's a lot more open about that than like as far as saying those things, than I am. I, I mean, I talk to, I talk to my that. boys, but, but she's like. Uh, yeah, that's what's happening. So if you don't I know that, about. No,
0: it. I had no idea. Like growing up, I was like, "Do my parents even have sex? They never talk about it. I don't know when they would do it. So I would always wonder about that. I kind of like love that your wife is just like, put those headphones on, honey.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you're uh, yeah, you're probably going to want to knock, and if the door is <laughs> locked, we're not opening.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Are there any other standout stories that you wanted to tell that we haven't hit upon?
1: No. Yeah. You know, the, I guess going all the way back, just those, um, kind of navigating sexual identity. And I really think, I mean, that's one of the things that when I listen to your podcast and listen to the other guests and it's such a, um, that, you know, when you say, you know, so what is your sexual identity? And I guess knowing my life and being where I am, it's not a, it's not a stat, it's a fluid thing and it can change. And, and it, if I, if you'd asked me that question when I was 21, I probably would have said bisexual because I was, you know, fairly active in both directions. Yeah. <laughs> and, but now, I mean, certainly that, I mean, I don't think you, I, I would always say I'm, I'm certainly more than incidentally bisexual, but I mean, I haven't, I I haven't had any experiences like that in years. So, but I I couldn't exactly call myself straight either. Right. And so just the fact that it's, that you don't, there's not a period in your life where you have to decide this is what I am. And this is what I always will be like anything else. You know, this can be a season in your life, a period in your life. And then that you go into different seasons, and all that's okay. Just understand that that life is is uh, an ongoing thing, and and don't get yourself in a a silo kind of or a lane. And try all the lanes, try yeah. all the silos, find uh. or find the find the one you like, and you know, and try out other ones if you don't like them. Change lanes when you need to. That's a, that's how I feel. Anyway. But I, I haven't stopped liking those things. I just don't act on them like I do. But I do think about
0: it. Totally. Do you <laughs> yeah. watch porn? I forgot to ask this. Do you watch porn and do you watch I'm gay a, porn? No, not really.
1: I mean I today I'm not really. I mean it's not really a thing. Yeah. Um I've I've watched a lot of porn i like i would I, I, a lot more of what i do is read yeah. and uh, that's why i like like listening to your mm-hmm. your podcast mm-hmm. hearing stories and things like that that's that's more like like real talking to people that's that's more what i like to do definitely reading though
0: same same mm-hmm. same
1: and even i i even like writing down my own memories i like writing down some you know experiences i've had and, yeah and not uh, sharing post is like fet Life, I've put, you know, write some stuff and put it on there. Awesome. It's just, you know, this is what happened to me, that kind of thing. Oh, I love that. So,
0: <laughs> Okay. And finally, if you could go back and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say?
1: It would probably be in, in high school. So probably age 17, 16, 17. And it would be To have more of an appreciation of how sex works within a relationship, as well as as a recreational activity, because I, I, because really, it's it that's that's the I wish I had someone had had said that to me, because having had sex at such a young age or been involved being uh, sexual at such a young age, it and having it be like a game. To understand that other people's emotions are involved, and it's not always a game, and so you know, like it, I would, I'd like every teenage boy to have that talk. <laughs> it's like I know, I know what your hard penis wants. I get that. <laughs> All hard penises want that. Yeah. It's right, but there's other people involved, and you need to, uh, you, you need to, uh, uh, to think with.
2: The head up here, and not just with that down there.
0: Well said. Well said.